a book told over the span of 54 minutes. This is where it ends. Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today we are doing This Is Where It Ends by Marika Nykamp. Narrators are Nick Podell, Whitney Dykehouse, Kate Rudd, Lauren Ezzo, Amy McFadden, Brittany Presley, Scott Merriman, and that's it. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. This is a full cast album here. Mm-hmm. Publisher is Brilliance Audio. The audiobook release date was January 5th, 2016. The duration is a six hour and 18 minute novel. Mm-hmm. The genre is violence, bullying, gay and lesbian. Ooh, lots of diversity there. Yep. Diversity high is what it should have been called instead Mm -hmm. of opportunity. Exactly. So here's a summary taken from Amazon. 10 o'clock a.m. The principal of Opportunity, Alabama's high school, finishes her speech, welcoming the entire student body to a new semester and encouraging them to excel and achieve. 10.02 a.m. The students get up to leave the auditorium for their next class. A two-minute speech? That's a long speech for just saying, hey, welcome to the... The school. Let's start off fresh. But why'd you have to have them all in the auditorium in order to say that? Mm-hmm. You could have wheeled out a little television. Yes. To every classroom. Or a little monitor. Mm. Yeah, had it done. Would have been a lot safer. Opportunity. <laughs> Take some opportunities. Come on now. 10.03 a.m. The auditorium doors won't open. Dun-dun-dun. 10.05 a.m. Someone starts shooting. Oh, my God. Told over the span of 54 harrowing minutes from four different perspectives, terror reigns as one student's calculated revenge turns into the ultimate game of survival. Wow. (laughs) Sorry about that. That scared me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Give me chills. Yeah. And they multiplied. (laughs) (laughs) And they eventually came out as a whoop. Um, so this book is a little bit more serious. Definitely. Actually a lot of bit more serious than what we normally do. Um, so yeah, it deals with school shooting, which, mass shooting, Mm -hmm. really, which has been a topic of, I don't know, current news Mm -hmm. for the past few years now. Yeah. A shooting like this at a school called Opportunity is not real. This is a fiction book. It still kind of felt very real totally. and very true. Mm-hmm. To me, felt like we were in the shoes of the students that were being shot and the teachers that were being shot. And mm-hmm. it was kind of eerie and very scary. Yeah. I felt as if I was being held hostage. Yeah. Or at least that I knew the people that were being held held hostage. Yeah, because it was interesting because each character, before they were shot, some of the descriptions of each character would be described to us. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm really repeating my words a lot today. Oh, well. So we got the principal was talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then there was a teacher that was talked about that he did these annual campfires for the seniors and he would welcome each person and everyone would have a place in the fire area mm-hmm. 
and he would uh, just kind of welcome everybody and celebrate their next chapter in life. And that was before he was shot. Mm -hmm. So we really got a detailed look and I felt like even though it was very quick, we didn't spend a lot of time with that character. We didn't, weren't even in his head at all. Mm -hmm. We still got to know him and kind of love him in the same way that the students did. And then to hear him get shot was, man, I just really didn't like want it. It was hard. It was hard to listen to. Yeah. So do not listen to this if you are trying to be happy. Yeah. If you're having a good day, stay away. Yeah, stay away. So let's go through the characters mm -hmm. because I want to make sure they are known. So we have lots of sibling. There's a lot of sibling characters here. Yeah. And at first, when you're not really in the know about who is who and the siblings there are, you, it gets a little confusing, for me at least. Mm -hmm. I was like, who is, who's brothers to that person? Who's sisters? It was very hard for yeah. me. To, it took me a while to catch on to that. Yeah. So that's my, that might be the first flaw of this audiobook for me, is just not knowing who was related to who. Mm -hmm. So we have the, the main characters. characters. I mean, Autumn they're, and Yeah, Autumn Tyler. and Tyler. So we have, on the inside, Tyler, who is... The person kind of running the show here, unfortunately. Yeah. He's the one killing. He's the one killing, shooting people up. His sister, who's Autumn, who is dating Sylvia. Sylvia's brother is Tomas. Who kind of picked on Tyler a little bit. After Tyler rampaged at Sylvia for dating his sister, so mm -hmm. Tyler's a bigot. Tyler's a bigot. Tyler has a lot of issues. Tyler has uh, so many issues. Mm -hmm. And then Tomas was running around the halls with his best friend, Farik, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who I really, really liked as a character. And then, kind of stepping back, we have Naya and Asa, who were kind of like, what was that word you used? Anc Ancillary. Ancillary characters. Kind of, they were important to the story, but not the main focus. They were emotionally driven characters. Yes. And then we have Claire, who is Tyler's on and off again girlfriend. But pretty mostly. much permanently off. Pretty much permanently off. But she was the only one that understood him and yeah. vice versa. And then we have Claire, who's on the outside of the school. Yes. She was at track practice the mm -hmm. morning of the shooting. And she was with Matt. Her brother is Matt, who was inside the who's school. Who's inside the school. And then yeah. she was she was with Chris. Yeah. Who's and her the, track running mate. Yeah. And so they were like on the outside trying to figure out what was going on in the yeah one in the inside so lots of stories lots of characters going on lots of interweaving mm -hmm. so please be mindful of that if you're gonna listen yes. to this audiobook and all of it takes place i mean it's a six hour book but it does describe it as taking over 54 minutes which was my problem with it because i don't feel like the time was mm -hmm. accurate no which is a very small thing to take issue with I mean, I, I feel like the author got carried away at certain points with writing what was happening in these two minutes. Yeah. Because literally it was like 1016 to 1018. Mm -hmm. So many stuff happened. Claire ran like a four mile thing mm -hmm. to the the drugstore in order to call for help. Uh, they discovered a body. Yeah. They and Tomas and uh, Farik were like running around trying to figure out what was yeah. going on, looking in file cabinets. There was a lot of locations in the mm -hmm. book. There was yeah. outside. There was in the office, like the offices, not in the auditorium. There was yeah. the auditorium in the hallways on the roof. Yeah. Like there were so many locations, and 
I don't know if the author really grasped time. Yeah. I don't think that they used time accurately mm-hmm. like the book. For instance, two minutes would go by and two characters would have like an hour long conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like, wait, I'm there, There's confused. no way. Yeah. So time was definitely something that was off. Yeah. It was misused and a lot of things were misplaced mm-hmm. within the two minutes or three minutes or... Sometimes she even gave them one minute. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm pretty sure like Tyler didn't give, like you said, an hour long speech Mm -hmm. in one minute. Exactly. So without spoiling anything, because we definitely don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Just know that Tyler has issues. He's a meanie. He's He's a meanie pants. (laughs) He's a meanie pants. And he disgusts me. Yes. Um, he just he's a disgusting, vile person who I do not like. And there was never a moment where I was like, Oh, this poor soul. Yeah, there was never it never a moment of that for me mm-hmm. either. It was all rage. It yes. was just everything that you hear about on the news, you kinda had this in your ear. Like this is a news story mm-hmm. through your headphones. Yeah. And so it was just kind of heartbreaking to hear all of these students going through this because you don't really get to know what's happening in the school. Oh, and there was also the social media. Oh, the social media interjections. Ugh. Did you like that? I found it to be so off-putting and also just it didn't make sense to the story. No, it didn't make sense at all. It was very confusing because I couldn't tell some people had phones inside And they were using them, but they weren't using them to call for help. They were just using them to tweet things. Mm -hmm. And they were using them within that one minute time span that they had to share this thing and then get all these retweets. It just, I couldn't tell what was in the future, what was in the past and what was in the present. It was very confusing. For an audiobook, I don't think this book would have been set up like it was if they they thought, oh, we're going to do an audiobook of this. Yeah. For instance, there was characters, from what I know from the social media aspect, on the outside trying to find out what was going on on the inside. And I get yeah. that. News I think reporters that's, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, news reporters. There was friends saying, I'm not in the building. Leave me alone. Yeah. There was an anonymous guy who was like, it's all a hoax. Like normal stuff that you get yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And that's what social media does now nowadays with these mass shootings and, mm-hmm. and world crises is that social media takes it up a notch and it... It puts out wrong information and people are using that as a way to get attention. It's like, oh, my friends are in there, but you don't really know any of them, you know? So it's just social media was a big part in this audiobook, but I don't know if it helped the storyline. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it kind of hurt it a little bit Mm -hmm. just because it was put in there in the five minutes in between times Mm -hmm. and... I don't think that it necessarily helped anything along. Yeah. And the screen names or what do they call them? Like the handles, the handles were so obnoxious. They were kind of confusing because there was one that was like CJJ at CJJ at opportunity C's and D's and J's. And then then right after that, it was not CJJ. Yeah. This is definitely not CJJ. And I'm like, what is And then they would reply. (laughs) It was just like, what are you doing? It reminded me a lot of um, the woman in Cabin 10. Yes. With the social media aspect. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the social media aspect in the woman in Cabin 10 was so much better. So much better. Laid out and Mm -hmm. organized. And this was just like... 
No, they shouldn't have used Twitter for it. Twitter was... Like, the woman in Kevin 10 used Facebook. Facebook. And I feel yep. like Facebook was easier because you got to know these characters in that book, and so you could hear their names accurately mm-hmm. in the uh, Facebook post. Yes. And in this book, it was just handles. So you couldn't really tell who was communicating with who. Mm-hmm. So there was CJJ, which was a character we didn't get to hear no. from at all, except in Twitter messages. And at the end, I mean, she just kind of came out of the of the school and was like, I'm here. Clara, yeah. w- this is one day that I wish I was at track practice. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, who are you? Yeah. I, I was very thrown off by the, yeah. the social media and the text. I don't even know. I think it was just Twitter. Yeah, it was just Twitter. Other aspects that I did not like about the audiobook was the age of the actors. Oh, yeah. For instance, Claire. Over time, I started to like her. And I think we have differing We have the opposite, yeah. But over time, I started getting used to her and I really enjoyed her and she became one of my favorite characters. But in the beginning, I was like, this woman sounds like she's a 40-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. I thought she was a teacher. Yes, it could easily be misconstrued as a teacher because she sounds older than this, what, 16-year-old, 17-year-old girl. Yeah, I think she was supposed to be a senior, so 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of threw me off. I did, however, like Tomas's voice. Mm. Hey, you can call me. (laughs) But his voice was hot. And so was Fariks because I think they were done by the same 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 actor. And so I really liked them. I loved all Tomas and Farik's uh, scenes. I don't... And another thing I really did like was we didn't hear much from Tyler until the end. And Mm -hmm. I think actually, no, Tyler's voice was done by all of the actors. It never had its own unique voice, which I liked. Yeah, which, yeah, I I did like. I did like that because... they didn't give him that power. Exactly. I don't want to hear or even get to know this guy who's ruining all these people's lives for the stupid most ridiculous reasons yeah and so i think i really like that but let's talk about the the narrators a little bit more because mm-hmm. we haven't even jumped into them yet we kind of talked about the content a little more first and yes. now we'll jump into the narrators i thought all the narrators were for the most part good i started off liking claire's voice mm-hmm. for the um the narrator who was doing her there was never a pinpoint of who did who so i'm not i'm not really sure but I started off liking her voice because she just had this maturity about her and she did a really, really good job with male voices. Mm-hmm. I thought that Chris's voice was like another actor coming in and doing the male yes. voice. But then when they started getting into the nitty gritty of it, I felt like Claire was one of those students in high school who just thought she was wiser than everybody else, even hmm. though she really isn't. And so she kind of had this, like, air about her that she was better than everybody else. Ooh. And her voice portrayed that to me. Mm-hmm. So when she's running and she's like, we have to get back to the school. Tyler, he's doing stuff. We have to help. We have to get help. It just kind of, I don't know. I just hated it. I hated mm-hmm. listening to it. And so she annoyed me in that in that avenue of it. But I did enjoy how much emotion and interest the narrator for Claire put into her reading. Yeah. So while I can't say I liked Claire's voice, I liked every other voice that that narrator did around Claire. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really effective. And then I really liked Autumn's voice. Yes, I, I liked Autumn's as well. I liked Autumn's voice for Tyler. Two of the people that were in the auditorium were Autumn and her girlfriend, Sylph. Mm-hmm. 
Sylve's voice for Tyler was whiny mm. and very yeah. nasty sounding, mm-hmm. which, okay, yeah, I get that. It, it sounded, it made me hate Tyler even more. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the fact that it was just nails on a chalkboard. Because I wanted to continue listening. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the point of it. But every time Sylve did the voice for Tyler, I just felt like taking my ears off mm-hmm. and just like putting them in a closet somewhere. Do you think, let me ask you a question. Do you think that's because of Sylve's character and how that narrator was, I mean, they obviously knew what Tyler has done or will do, whatever happens with Tyler and Sylve. Do you think that has any input of characterization for that narrator to say oh this character did something to my character i think it could be a big part of that where you know this is how sylv is listening to tyler come through Mm -hmm. but it was still annoying it was annoying and i felt like autumn did a good job putting that anger and that sort of gross disgusting this person is horrible without making his voice just obnoxious. Because mm. I don't think that it did any favors by making his voice obnoxious. Like, we were already grossed out by this character. He's already disgusting, and he's a low life, and we hate him. Yes. I didn't need that to come through in his voice. I needed to be able to hear what he was saying so I could register it. Mm-hmm. And if the narrator was putting a spin on it because this is what Tyler is saying to Sylve, then I feel like that's not a good portrayal of the character. Hmm. Good answer. Thanks. <laughs> so the emotion was one hundred percent there for me. Oh, I yeah. felt the fear. I felt the anxiety. Everything that was going on in that auditorium, I was there. I, I was in the you know a lot of the characters were like, I don't know what's going on, and I felt that too. Yeah, I felt out of the loop like many of the other characters felt. Mm-hmm. So all of the emotion was there. It made me feel things and. I will have to say I was scared throughout yeah. half this audiobook. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to think about the things that we've done and said to people throughout high school. Mm-hmm. And I mean, throughout our lives, I feel like we've matured a lot since high school. Possibly. I hope we did. I know, I'm going <laughs> to take on Claire's voice. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's very easy to remember the the nasty things that you've thought about somebody or the nasty things that you've said to somebody. Not to give Tyler any, like, justification for what he did. I think that he was completely in the wrong. He should have sought help for the things and the feelings that he was going through. Mm-hmm. He should have talked to somebody because him and Autumn, their mother died in an accident. And Autumn was subsequently beat by their father because their father was an alcoholic. And Tyler tried to protect her, but also at one point helped turn the dad against Autumn at some point and watched her get beat. Because of something about Autumn's life. Yeah, because something in Autumn's life was not going to go the way Tyler wanted it to go. Mm -hmm. So Tyler was a very much like, this isn't how I want this to go, so I'm going to destroy it. And that's not bullied, and that's not turned against. That's just nasty. It's just wrong. And there was no sympathy given to his character whatsoever. Because, I mean, I don't feel like he was actually bullied so much throughout the book. At first, I thought that when Tomas was talking about it, I thought Tomas did something to Tyler Mm -hmm. that made Tyler get kicked out or Mm -hmm. something, like bullied him. But then you find out that Tyler's just a scumbag. 
Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because Tyler, when you first started listening to this audiobook, you think he's the loner, he's the outcast, Mm -hmm. he's every stereotypical mass shooter in a school. Yeah. But as you get on with the story, you learn that he's into sports. He's into hanging out with jocks and he bullies other people and he's the complete opposite of what you think. But why are you so upset? Yes, your father beats on you. We get it. Sorry. He they he didn't beat on him. Well, he he watched he he watched Autumn. He watched and he allowed him to beat on Autumn at a certain point. Yes, and so I get that. That's why you have this negativity in your life. But for the most part, he was the aggressor. Yeah. Oh yeah. And to think how easily that's and that's a different topic and a different story altogether. This ain't the right podcast for this. Mm-mm. NPR might be a better one. But think how easily he got his gun. Yes. Woo! All the ammunition, everything. Ammunition, ammunition. It just he just picked it up. Yeah. It was Claire's father. No, it wasn't. No. It was It was their Autumn's father. Autumn's Autumn father, and yeah. Tyler's father who had it. Just so he just picked it up, took it to school one day. Yeah. Hmm. Had more of them in his car. I mean, this isn't a, you know, Washington take our guns. Yes. But. It's just, it was very easily accessible. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we'll say about that. That's all we'll say. We ain't turn, getting political in here. Turn to Nice NPR. try. Nice try. Nice try making us do that. Yeah. <laughs> try again. When I was listening to this, um, one of the things I thought about is that it, we've all thought nasty things about somebody. We've all seen nasty things. We've all probably said something nasty to one of our friends about somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the book tried to make it seem like that had happened to Tyler and that that was his motivation. But his motivation was very narcissistic, personal. So narcissistic. Ugh, disgustingly narcissistic. Yeah. But the book still did a good job at making Mm -hmm. me remember things like, you know, aren't so savory about how I've interacted with people. And so I think it did a good job at thinking, like, this could happen in any school. Mm-hmm. This could happen in any place. Mm-hmm. And it has. And and I think that was the powerful part about this audiobook was that maybe we weren't supposed to feel sorry for Tyler. Yeah. But we were definitely supposed to feel sorry for all the all of his victims. Yeah. And all the hostages and his sister and what she was going through. Mm-hmm. I felt so just heartbroken yeah. at the end of this audiobook. I was like, I don't know what to do. I, yeah, I totally felt defeated. I, I was like, yeah. you think that something good is going to happen? Because mm-hmm. it's a book. You kind of want a happy ending. You want something positive. You want someone to live. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's just like, that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because when you texted me, you were like, oh, I just want there to be hope. Just this didn't have to happen. And I was like, I felt the same thing. Yeah. Driving back, because we'll get to that a little bit, but where I where I listened to this audiobook, I was driving and I was just like, no, like I don't wanna keep going because I wanna text all my friends and tell them I love them and I wanna yeah. get, I wanna do this and I wanna do that. this is real life. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. Very exhausting. So that was a that was very powerful about this audiobook. Yeah. And it was one of those things where we've said this before where In a book, we kind of want to be taken to a different place, a different world, have a different outlook on things. Real life isn't happy. It's not sunshine and rainbows, and we understand that. But our books, we like them to have that ending that kind of not your favorite character getting hurt or destroyed or having their dreams crushed or something. And when a book does that, we've taken issues with it in the past. Mm -hmm. And 
I honestly can't take issue with this book because yeah. it really does make you think. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the, it's one of those things where it's a book that is written well enough. I thought it was I thought it was a really yes. well written book to where it doesn't make you feel like one of the characters that we were paying attention to and not Tyler because obviously Tyler was the antagonist throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. Bastard. He the, yeah, he was the bad guy. <laughs> But like all of the the lead voices in this book, they weren't selfish. They weren't just looking out for themselves. They were looking out for everyone that was around them and the voices that we didn't get to hear. That's what made this book different than all the other ones that mm-hmm. have uh, kind of unhappy endings, I guess. I like how you put that. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the pacing, pausing, and transitions of this audiobook, I think we already covered most of that. We covered the time and how we felt that was a flaw. Mm-hmm. It was very kind of misunderstood in that way of when things are happening and what time they are happening, especially in a book that clearly defines it's happening in 54 minutes. Yes. That was a lot of stuff that happened in 54 minutes. So that was six hours and some minutes that Whew. happened in 54 minutes. My gosh. It was like an episode of 24. <laughs> in six hours. In six hours. <laughs> uh and then we also talked about transitioning. That mostly the tweets were the transitions from each chapter. And the timing. And the timing. So we already kind of hit that. But do you feel like the narrators had interests in the story? A hundred percent. I think every time a new time started. <laughs> no, a new minute. <laughs> a new minute started. The voices for the characters really, really picked up and they really showed the feelings of distraught. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they couldn't do anything. They were hopeless. They were dependent upon all the people that were outside and all the people outside were trying their best, but getting nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like the narrators did a phenomenal job with showing that sort of anxiety. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot. I mean, it was inside and it was outside. Because nobody on the outside knew what was happening on the inside. And nobody on the inside knew what was happening on the outside. It was a lot of confusion. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the confusion boil Uh into despair. Yes. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. It was like confusion. And then it was, they finally found out what was happening. And it was just, I'm, I'm pissed or I'm angry. Yeah. And then it went to, now I feel helpless. Yeah. And the details of the book were really read great. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a point where one of the characters, well, not one of not one of our main characters that we're sticking with, but one of the people that are just in the auditorium, Tyler picks them up and she's screaming and she's crying and she's really emotional, does not want to be killed. And it's legit a bloodbath in there. Ooh. Like, Tyler kills he does, these kids. It, yeah, this isn't like ju- some... Hostage situation. Hostage situation, after school program. This is like murder. This is like he comes in there and he killed about five people, five teenagers right off the bat. In five seconds. And like blew the brains out of the principal, like immediately. That poor prince. Poor, poor prince. Poor, poor prince. (laughs) Poor. Poor. Also poor. (laughs) Prince of poor. So that character is crying. I can't remember whose voice it was in, I think it might have been Autumn's. Okay. The narrator for Autumn was kind of recreating the cries and the screams. Or no, I think it was Sylph. Sylph. Okay. Yeah, I think it might have been Sylph. Yeah. She she was doing an excellent job putting like everything that she had into the crying and just the heartbreak of this character. Mm-hmm. And then the character gets shot. Yeah. Right in the face. 
and we are reminded of that a couple different times when characters would pass her body because mm-hmm. Tyler just dropped her. And it was talking about how disconfigured her face was yeah, and just all the mess and all the blood. And it was, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like think about because you start putting yourself not in the shoes, but you start putting people that you love in the shoes yeah. of these characters. Because mm-hmm. we still have a few people in our lives that have to go to high school. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it's it's tough to think about for it sure. It is tough. But so, the narrators are great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. <laughs> Let's just end it there in silence. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. overall, you got a clear picture of what was happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think I could probably draw a map of this school. Yes. And the surrounding town. And I was imagining like the auditorium, seats. That's how clear of a picture I was getting. Yeah. And I was imagining... Tomas and Farik kind of going through the offices and just papers everywhere and oh, kind of the locker banks. And I was just imagining all of it. And they, oh, just I keep thinking when they're going through all these places mm-hmm. uh, with Thomas and Farik, Tomas and Farik in particular, and they found somebody who was dead. Yeah. It's just like, I can't, you keep talking about the details of like the school and everything, and I keep going back to the dead people. The dead people. But it was just so, it just, every detail played with the dead mm-hmm. so well, which sounds really weird to say. Yeah. But and, you're you're right, like all the things that they went through, but then they would stumble upon this horrific scene, mm-hmm. and it was just... And then when Claire, oh. oh my gosh, that moment when Claire and Chris were, oh. had an ounce of hope mm-hmm. with talking to the security guard mm-hmm. oh, oh he helped me out so much and the security guard was the only one that asked tyler for if he was okay or all this other background story helped claire's brother he helped claire's brother and he everything had a, else he had a statue from claire's brother in his Ugh. uh on his dashboard mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there he was not in the form that you were hoping for no and that was hard it was incredibly hard. It was incredibly hard and very detailed. Yeah. And written very well. Yeah. I mean, because that's what the book did. It, it went through a story that the characters had with uh, a teacher or a janitor or a security guard. Mm-hmm. It went through the things that they've dealt with with those people. And then you kind of knew that they were going to die. Yeah. After they went through this, like, heart-wrenching story of, like, oh, the security guard was the only one that would take me to the hospital after my brother was in the uh, emergency room and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and rushed off. And you knew it was going to happen. You knew the person was going to die, but you just didn't want to feel it because in that five seconds it took for them to describe their relationship with that person, you became attached to them. It was just really great what the narrators were able to do. Mm -hmm. Ripped my heart out and stomped on it. Run it over with a car. Mm. Too soon? Yeah, too soon. <laughs> Do you feel like the six hours was too long or too short? No, I think it went by really, really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. I listened to it in about two days. Yeah, me too. So I guess that leads us to the next question about where we listen to it or when we listen to it. Where were you when you listened to this audiobook? I started listening to it at the gym. And it made me angry to listen to it at the gym, which mm-hmm. was good. It was a positive gym book experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I went home and I listened to it when I was editing a wedding, which is 
not the right atmosphere to listen to this book. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Happiness, love, it was, murder, it death. Was, it was the wrong opportunity. <laughs> it was the wrong opportunity for me. I listened to this audiobook on our way to Charlottesville. Where was it? Charlottesville? Virginia. Okay. <laughs> I I listened to this audiobook on our way to Charlottesville, Virginia. And this was actually one of the audiobooks that Eddie and I listened to together. Mm. And he was just as distraught as I was. Oh, my gosh. He was like, what did you make me listen to? Oh, God, I believe it. He was like, why am I listening to this mass shooting book? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just what I needed to listen to for the episodes coming up. (laughs) (laughs) And the cover gives no indication it's going to be about mass shooting. Well, actually, I I thought it was because crayon or no, it was chalk, chalk. And then the bullet goes through the chalk. Oh, that's a bullet? Yes. Oh. And I think, I don't know if you can see the bullet. But I just imagine like bullets. No, you can't see the You bullet. can't see the bullet. But it is like shattering these people. Yeah. These people that are all different colors mm-hmm. and all different sizes. Diversity. Breaking their life apart. I do wow. like I like that cover. Though. I love the cover. I love the color. I love the like the font that it was yes. in. Yes. Because it's this like very childlike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was about children in some atmosphere because mm-hmm. of the chalk and the and the font. I wasn't sure if it was going to be about children with like paranormal activity abilities. Mm. It wasn't until I read the description, which I think is what you're supposed to do, instead of just basing your books off of covers <laughs> like we do 90% of the time. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, once I read the description, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be Sorry, emotional. Yeah, so it took me about two days there and back. We finished the book. Hmm. It was like a three and a half hour drive, so. Oh, yeah. Perfect time to be on one speed. If this was a movie. Mm-hmm. Would you watch the movie or would you read the actual book in order to get those tweet messages mm-hmm. a little bit more down? Or would you listen to the audiobook again? I don't think I would listen to the audiobook again, hmm. but I would definitely watch the movie. I feel like that would be a very popular movie that came out and I would be all over it. Yeah. Crying in the movie theaters. I'm like, oh my God. And I would also like to read the book just to see the tweets and yeah. the messaging and how that came across. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have had a better grip on the novel, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like my hands on a book, gripping it. Mm-hmm. Turning the pages, smelling yeah. the pages. Mm-hmm. Feeling my tears drip down on the paper. Yes. I feel like this would definitely be a movie, at least, where I would cry a million, million tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. It's interesting because while I would want to see this made into a movie, just so it would reach a broader audience, mm-hmm. I feel like it would not be the right place to have it in a movie theater. Oh, my goodness. Just because copycats. Yes. That I, would be scary. I would be afraid of that. But then, like, do we give in to that fear? Do we allow that fear to take control and do we let those people have all the power or do you just do it so that other people can get the message Mm -hmm. and understand that this is what happens? Yeah. These things aren't hoaxes. And if you're going to say that they're a hoax, well, then you are a sad, sad little person. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And that I don't think that's for us to decide, but no. we we have our opinions and we can't give in to bullies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One positive thing about the audiobook that I do want to mention, because I, you know, I kind of just shut down that idea of me ever listening to the audiobook again. Right. I would like to comment on the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is in the audiobook. So sometimes we mess up and we always forget the music and we always never kind of like skip over that part. And a lot of audiobooks that we listen to have really, really great music that is played throughout the audiobook or the beginning or the end. 
And this was one of them. It was very eerie, very childish. It kind of set up the tone for the audiobook. And I really, I was impressed with the music in the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to add that in there as well. Yeah. It was very, very creepy music. It was. Set the stage for everything. So since you said that you wouldn't uh, listen to the audiobook again, would you shelf it or would you shove this book? I mean, it's a hard decision. Mm-hmm. Because I want to shelf it for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. The diversity, the female writer, the the way it was written. I thought it was amazingly written and thought out. Just a couple of th- things that we mentioned, like time and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if I would put myself through it again. I think this was a great first experience to listen to. I don't regret listening to it like some books I have in the past. Yeah. I'm glad I listened to this audiobook, but I don't think I would shelf it. Yeah. I would probably shove it, and I hope it's buried in the grave with bad people that make bad decisions. You would bury this book with bad people? And say, this is what you've done to us. This is what you've done to us. This is where it ends with you. You've took everything from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I agree that I don't think that I can shelf it just because it's, I mean, it's just like really, really heavy listen to and i i don't think that i could appreciate it Mm -hmm. to its fullest if it just sat on my shelf and like went nowhere Mm -hmm. so i think i would like share it share it oh that just like came out (laughs) i like it um i think i would share it yeah share it to the world yeah keep sharing it keep it moving if you don't share it with seven people you will die (laughs) oh god the grudge girl will come out of the well (laughs) She She's doesn't in. come out of the grudge. No, no, she TV. comes out of the bathtub. She comes out of the TV and the bathtub. That's the ring girl. Oh my God, so many girls. So many girls with hair. <laughs> Can't even straight. That holds grudges. <laughs> holds so many grudges. Revenge. And wears jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I this is a book that I would share as well. I would. I want to steal that from you because I wanted to teach others and to yeah. have a, others experience this. Yeah, because it's something to experience mm-hmm. for sure. We just come up with a new thing. Shelf it, share it, or shove it? Possibly. Whew. We need a new logo. (laughs) (laughs) We need a new lingo. Uh, So that concludes our review of This Is Where It Ends. Yes. Be sure to follow along with us on our Facebook and definitely tune in to our Twitter feed. Please. Always popping. Yes, queen. Our handle is at AudioShelfMe. And please subscribe to us on iTunes Podcast, Google Play Music, and Stitcher for all of our new episodes, which usually aren't as um, serious as mm-hmm. this one. But su- subscribe still. Yes. <laughs> and if you would like two free audiobooks, please go into our website and push the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial, and you'll get two free books. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And it's, what, like fourteen ninety five a month afterwards? Yeah. And you get a credit each month? Which is a free book each month. So come on now. Yeah, get the most expensive book in the audiobook library on Audible. Expensive and longest. Yes. Get y'all money's worth yes. it. Yes. Yes. Gotta do it. All right. Until next time, love each other and hug each other. Yes. Yes. That was beautiful. Thank you. I came up with it. (laughs) I can't (laughs) add anything. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Narrators are Nick. <laughs> oh man, we didn't listen to his last. Poda. Poda. What's her name? Sylvia. Sylvia. Sylv. Sylv. They're the lesbians, right? Yeah. Yes. Because I was like, mm, he sounds like a freak. Yeah. Mm. But other parts I didn't like about the audiobook was probably we covered the time, we covered the the tweeting, just maybe kind of the. There was no... We can get rid of this. Okay. I don't have any other reasons. I hate it. What... Would you... Would you... (laughs) I started for the fourth time.